Hey everyone, you're listening to episode number 29. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Welcome everyone to episode 29. I'm so glad to be with you all today. Today is a very special day because it is my mother's birthday, one of my biggest heroes and role models in my life. And I will not tell you how old she is because you wouldn't believe me anyway, because she looks like she's 40. So we'll just move on from that point. But first and foremost, as you guys are listening, especially if you're listening on iTunes, which most of you guys are right now, I would love for you guys to press the share button, click messages and send this to an influential woman, mother, even if she's not a mother, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a big sister that has really impacted your life. Today, we're going to be going over seven key things. And this episode is called Got It From My Mama um, for that reason, because my mom has been so incredibly influential and provided so much wisdom into my life and also the lives of literally over a hundred people in my lifetime. I could probably call up literally a hundred individuals who would say both male and female actually, um, that my mom is a mother to them. People even call her Mama Swan in this life. My parents' 30th wedding anniversary was yesterday, and I have an incredible father as well. And just the principles that they have taught me, I'm going to have them on my podcast sometime just because this week I was chatting with them and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to have you guys on my podcast. So many people just look up to you and they have so much wisdom to share. And obviously they've been through the whole pageant experience and we're going through it again with Miss America coming up and all of that. But today I really wanted um, you guys to share this with those influential women in your life. And maybe it's even an influential dad because these principles definitely cross pollinate over to men as well. Um, but I really know that this will bless you and bless those people that you send it to. So if you're not already subscribed to our channel and you've written a positive review, don't forget because it really would mean a lot to me and it helps um, us continue to bump up the ranks when people type in powerhouse and um, in the whole self-development, personal development and Christianity topics. I wish there was a pageantry topic, you know, or fashion and beauty there is obviously, but uh, we want to keep bumping this up so that we can bless some more people with free information just like you guys. So if you would take a second to share that, I don't even think it pauses the podcast. You can literally just share it. I do it all the time. I would really, really, really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Um, and let's get started. So like I said, today um, is episode 29, got it from my mama. And I wanted to share seven key things that I wrote down that my mom has really helped me. And let me just first and foremost say this. I have, like I said, I have an incredible mom and dad. And so these are things that they are certainly equally yoked on. But since it is my mom's birthday, we're going to be focusing on Mama Swan specifically. But these are things that my dad has absolutely positively helped to instill in me as well. So I want to make sure that we don't leave Papa Swan out. But number one, starting off um, with these seven things today that my mom taught me is to stand tall. And obviously you guys are going to roll your eyes because I'm six feet tall without heels. My sister's six two. My brother is in between six seven and six eight. And then everyone always asks, how tall are your parents? Five ten and six six to answer your question. So we are a very tall family, but I think uh, that stand tall means so much more than what it obviously means. Although initially 
it just meant that my mom wanted us to, as we were growing up and we were literally like a foot taller than people. Sometimes I was six feet by the sick or by the eighth grade. I was five feet tall by the fourth grade. Um, and it means the obvious, um, where my mom's like, okay, put your shoulders back, you know, keep your chest high and you should never apologize for being tall. But as I got to thinking about this, there's so much more beneath the surface that I believe that my parents were really instilling into us as children and um, that we've carried into our adult life as my brother and my sister and I are all very confident individuals with a strong sense of identity. And, um, you know, there's, there's nothing that breaks my heart more than seeing tall people who walk like they have their tail between their legs. And really, um, actually not just tall people, but people in general. I love people so much. Um, and as a coach, and especially when I see women doing this, when they walk and I can just see that they don't have any confidence, man, it just breaks my heart. And I'm so grateful that I had parents growing up who valued preaching and um, developing into our identity, speaking at, into who we were. And sometimes even as, as funny as it was, or as annoying as it was when we were growing up, when they would be like, stand tall, and we'd be like, I know, mom. I'm realizing now at 26 years old, how much that actually did to instill those positive ideals that I should be who I am, that you should be who you are. And one of the things that I was in developing this thought was thinking about um, was that the principle behind stand tall, like I said, means quite a bit more. And to me, what that has meant over the years is that if you're seeking God and you're pursuing the person that you want to be, you should never apologize for who he's made you to be. I have clients who are four foot nine and I have clients who are six foot two. And guess what? Both of those women are equally beautiful, have equally outstanding things about them, are intelligent in, and inside and out, just gorgeous individuals. They're passionate about serving their community. They're passionate about their platforms. They have unique missions in life. They have different personality quirks. They have different tendencies. They have different idiosyncrasies about them. They have different awkward things about them. They have different interests and tastes and you know political backgrounds and all these different things, different families, different parts of the country. But every single one of those things is exactly how God created them to be. And I think that we've really lost hold of that specifically as women. I see it a lot in my girls and why um, my clients end up being so confident when they're done working with us, especially on a one-on-one -on -one level, but in our inner circle as well, is that I'm constantly, constantly, constantly pouring into our clients in this exact way that they a need to figure out the values that they want to present, um, that they want to represent to the world around them, not just the judges, but to their friends, to their peers, to their future boyfriend, to their parents, to their teachers, to their professors, to their coaches. Because a lot of times I think who we think that we are repre re representing ourselves as is not always how we are representing ourselves. And I love the word represent, which literally means to represent yourself. It's literally who you show up to present yourself as over and over and over. And I think we can always be more mindful of that. But I want you guys to take a second, even if you have to pause this podcast and think about the things that make you unique. Think about the things that you want to love about yourself that maybe you've just held back that maybe it's your height. Maybe it's you have freckles on your face that you try and cover up with a bunch of makeup, but you actually really would love to be proud of, you know, maybe it's the fact that you play a unique sport or that you can yodel or that you came from a family of 11 kids. And maybe people made fun of you for that growing up, but you're actually really proud of it because you've had a strong family. Maybe it's that you're six feet tall and you still want to wear heels. Maybe it's that you're four foot 10 and don't want to wear heels. Maybe it's that you're really loud. Maybe it's that you have an incredible singing voice and never sing around people. Maybe it's that 
you want to try out for that solo, but somebody spoke a negative word curse against you when you were a child and uh, you've never had confidence since. And, for, and first and foremost, I just want to break that spirit of rejection off of you. If you're dealing with that in your identity, um, I just pray that over you right now. I just break that spirit of rejection in Jesus name. And I just um, declare that you're going to be free from that. And if you want to talk to me about that later, if you're listening and you prayed that prayer and uh, got free from that, I would love to hear um, that in the comments or also in our DMs at Powerhouse Pageantry. That would be lovely and wonderful um, because God's called you to be free. So I wasn't planning on saying that, but that was for somebody. So let's move on into number two. Um, one of the things that my mom taught me that just cracks me up is that uh, she used to always say that there's life beyond this present moment particularly her favorite thing to say, which would just tick me off every second of every day because I knew everything in high school, obviously, is she would say, Megan, there's life after high school. And whenever I'd be pissed off about something, whenever I'd be spinning my wheels and letting that thinker brain just spin, 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 spin along that hamster wheel, my mom would just look at me and say, Megan, there's life after high school. And the fact that she was so calm about it and her demeanor was like so sure just ticked me off. It literally sent me to the moon because I was like, you don't understand. And these girls are mean to me and I'm not getting enough playing time and coach hates me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm scared of this. And this girl's ruining my life and blah, blah, blah. You can hear totally took personal responsibility back then. Not. Um, but I remember my mom was so sure in telling us all three of us that there was life after high school. And I'm so glad that she did because I remember the second that I graduated from high school, but then also, um, actually the second that I won Miss Nebraska had my year and then came back to college for my senior year. Once all my senior classmates were gone, it was just hilarious. Both times after high school, it was like a blink and it was like, it never happened. And I was just like, Whoa, like uh, all the cares that I was holding on to, all the things that consumed the entirety of my perspective, all the things that consumed my entire identity and my world is gone. Almost like the snap in uh, the, the most recent Avengers movie, if those of you guys who have seen that. And the same thing happened when I went back to college. Uh, I had a totally different perspective because I had traveled for a year, put a bunch of miles in this Nebraska car and rubbed elbows with just all generations, all backgrounds of people throughout Nebraska. And my perspective and my worldview was just so much bigger to where I, I did realize and, and came to accept that your present situation doesn't have to define your future, but a lot of times it defines our identity. And I think that that's so unfortunate and it doesn't have to, um, but unfortunately it does. And so I want to be here to tell you guys today that whatever you're going through, I know that it seems like it's horrible. I know that. Um, but just remember that every single other time that you've been so caught up in the present moment, God's got you through. You're here today. You're listening to this podcast. You're putting your best foot forward. And, uh, I think that that's something extremely admirable that you should be proud of and, and just know that God's not going to leave you now. <laughs> He's gotten you through to this place and, um, um, just keep putting yourself in alignment with him because he wants to show you who you are, show you who he's created you to be and to help you achieve that purpose and destiny that he's called you for. Um, so there's life after this present moment, present struggle, present pain, preaching to myself, you guys about just, you know, we all have difficulties in life, but I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you will get through this. You, you absolutely will get through this because you have every time before. And um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for enduring and the character that is built when you go through the struggle rather than avoid the struggle is what's necessary for your end goal victory that you're even trying to achieve in the first place. So that's that. Number three, if it feels like pressure and fear, it ain't God. That's the third thing that my mom taught me. 
there are so many times when, gosh, even in early business life, um, well-meaning people would try and put a lot of pressure on me of you got to make this financial decision or you got to invest in this, or you got to change this, or you got to do this. Anytime that you, anytime that you hear language around that, um, I really believe that a red flag should be waving in your mind, like SOS sirens, because I really believe that God is a patient God. (laughs) And, um, he, why would he put pressure on you for something? That's why it's so important to align ourselves with him, which we'll talk about in a little bit and hearing his voice is because when you do that, um, you don't have to go around the mountain again and then try and clean up the mess that you created. But why don't we get an alignment in the first place um, to where he can lead us beside still waters and he can show us the green pathway. He, I always say to my clients, he can show you where the yellow brick road is so that you can just walk one step at a time unto Oz rather than having to figure it all out, getting in the forest, getting in the weeds, getting in the ditch, getting in the trees, getting in all these different things, having to build a hut in the middle of the night in the rainforest rather than just walking on the path that takes, you know, a couple weeks like the Israelites that actually was a three week journey and it took them how many years. (laughs) So don't take the uh, 40 year route. How about we take the three week route of getting to that end destination. But if somebody puts pressure on you, somebody puts a ticking time bomb on you to make a decision, I would highly suggest that you search your heart on that. And I would highly suggest that you get people around you that, that you can trust that can speak into your life of whether that is a great option for you. Every single time that I have made a decision out of somebody putting a ticking time bomb on me um, or made a decision out of emotion rather than logic, it is typically not a very good idea. So I just wanted to encourage you guys in that. And that's something I'm so grateful for that my mom was a huge buffer in telling me that. Number four is one of my favorite things that my mom taught me. And that was to love people and to be a person of hospitality. I cannot tell you, I mean, maybe for a couple years of my life, but for most of my life, we've always had um, somebody extra living in our house when I was growing up. Um, I, we moved into my parents' house when we were three, when I was three. And literally for the next, you know, 20 so years, um, we've always had somebody coming, going, you know, ministers staying in our house, people coming through all this different stuff. And um, I've seen my parents on numerous occasions sell all their furniture, give back, you know, give thousands of dollars to people that they believe in. I mean, they're just servants. They're literally like saints. And um, that's where I was saying earlier, there's probably over a hundred people I know for sure in this world that would call them mom and dad who haven't had a mom and dad who were in and out of foster care or had, you know, divorce happen or just had parents, but um, they didn't know the Lord and they weren't encouraging them and their purpose and their calling and their identity. And the more that I've grown up, the more that I've realized why I am successful now is because of the strength and the ideals of, of two imperfect people who love God and love people and encourage people to pursue their purpose and to see the leadership and the calling on every person and to call it out of them. I can't tell you guys, um, how often on my journey to becoming Miss Nebraska and being Miss America, what they sacrificed. And, um, I don't want to reveal all that personal information, but you guys, it, I was just talking to somebody actually at coffee this morning and I teared up a little bit because I was just remembering all that they did just to even get me to Miss America, the financial sacrifice, the time sacrifice, the just, you guys, I can't even tell you like, and for me to go and not win Miss America, that was soul crushing. And I work every single day 
Um, a huge driver for my success is to give back to my family and to make sure that they don't struggle ever again. They don't have to think about money ever again. And I would give anything for them. And um, I think that that's such an important value because they taught me how to love people and they taught me how to host people. They taught me, you know, numerous, you guys still see it on my stories all the time. And I post that very purposefully. Um, I know it's not always the most tidied up, super professional, you know, glamorous pageant look, but sitting around my parents' kitchen table playing games and laughing and sharing things and praying for people and um, seeing God move in people's lives who I've been praying for for some some of them a decade and seeing their lives finally turn around. That's what we live for. Yes, I'm a pageant coach. Yes, guess what? The end destination is dozens and dozens of girls winning their pageants. We had two more this weekend, you know, but if that's the only thing that we're going for, then we've failed because I can't control that end result. But you know what? I can control what part I have to play, which is loving people, um, welcoming them into my home and being a servant for others, being a sister to others, being a mentor to others while expecting nothing in return. And you know what? The love of God is something that never runs dry. I was just, um, wanted to share a quick story. So this morning I was at the gym and I, like I said, I had that coffee meeting and then I went straight to the gym and it was an unusual time for me to go to the gym. And I went to, um, one way farther away from my house, but it was close to this coffee meeting. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. And I wasn't feeling very motivated. I was just kind of going through the motions and it was back in bicep day, which is one of my favorite days, but I had friends calling me and had to pastor through a couple things and just was dealing with all this stuff. And I was like, man, like, I just really want to have a good workout and kind of tune out the world for an hour. Can I just like listen to music and tune out? And I really felt led like I was supposed to watch um, this particular awesome um, pastor friend or pastor that I've watched for years. And um, his sermon happened to be on the love of God. And I was like, okay, like, can I just chill for five seconds? And I was listening to it and it was just, man, cutting my heart. It was just wrecking my heart the entire time. And as I was getting done, the Lord highlighted somebody in the gym to me. And it was this very, very muscular woman. She was, um, you know, just looked like a ninja turtle. And I mean that with all due respect, like she was just in the best shape I've ever seen. And she was killing it. She was doing leg day. And I was just like admiring that. And the Lord's just scratching on my heart. And he's like, go talk to her. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is not what I came here for. This is my me time. Like, I did not come here for anybody else. Like, Holy Spirit, why are you coming for me right now? And the Lord just kept being like, are you going to obey? Are you going to do what I say? And not in a mean way, in a very, very loving way. And um, the sermon that I was listening to at the gym was all about just these signs, wonders, and miracles, these amazing things that were happening and all over the world and just like blah, blah, blah. So cool. And so the Lord was like, are you going to do it? And I knew, and I've had these moments several times in my life, just as an evangelist, as somebody who naturally is like very connecting as a person can talk to anybody, you know, whatever. And I, there's no reason why you have to make it weird. It's not weird. And, um, and then I'll, I'll get back to number five, I promise. But so I was, um, doing a a face pull, which is a, you know, back exercise. And of course I put on a fleece and I'm like, Lord, if this is you have her be done with her workout and we'll walk out at the same time. So literally five seconds later, of course, what happens? Five seconds later, this chick grabs her bag, walks into the girl's locker room, and I'm like, oh, frick. Like, God, really? Like, really? Okay. We're doing this? Okay. Yep, we're doing this today. Okay, great. So I had like two sets left, and I was like, okay, well, clearly that's a sign. So I go into the locker room. I'm going to grab my keys, and I'm like, okay, cool. If we pass by each other, you know, maybe she'll be in the bathroom, and I'll get off the hook. Nope. 
pass by each other, you know, give each other the nod, like whatever. And I'm like, cool. So I'm just going to awkwardly follow her out of the gym. Now, of course, I'm like planning exactly what I want to say in my head, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I, uh, I'm walking, walking, walking. And then she kind of bolts to the left and like takes a lap around the side of the gym and now is walking behind me. And I'm like, well, that was weird. Like maybe she sensed I wanted to talk to her and blah, blah, blah. But I still knew I was supposed to talk to her. So as we're walking out, um, I, I had the opportunity to hold the door, um, open for her behind me, like keep it open. And I just kind of turned to her and I'm like, Hey, what's your name? She's got both of her headphones in. I'm like, Oh great. I'm totally disturbing her. She's going to hate me. You know, all these things are going on in my head. Um, but then I just remember, and the Lord was just encouraging me. He's like, dude, sharing the love of God is like never gonna, everybody needs it. Like, are you kidding me? How could, what's the worst that could happen? This girl's like, has an attitude and walks away. Like, great. I think I'll live, you know? And so she's got to pull the headphone out of her ear. We're walking outside and I say, Hey, like, what's your name? And she says her name and I'm like, okay, well, cool. I'm Megan. And she kind of looks at me and I was just like, Hey, I just really felt a strong impression in my heart that God wanted me to come talk to you. And she kind of like gives me a look and I was like, okay, here we go. And so I just said, you know, I I really feel like the Lord wants you to know that he's made you physically strong, um, which is obvious. And I pointed to her giant bicep and she kind of was like, <laughs> nice, like, okay, whatever, you're weird. And, um, and I said, no, but I, I really feel like God wants you to know that you're not just physically strong for the obvious purposes, but that he's made your heart strong, that he's made you emotionally and spiritually strong. And that that is not an accident. And that that's exactly the way that you're supposed to be. And um, she kind of looked at me and then I just see like a single tear forming from her eye. And, um, a tear starts to like almost run down her face and her entire countenance changes. And, uh, turns out that she's an extremely sweet and just charismatic, like wonderful, wonderful person. And, uh, her response was, oh my gosh, like I'm a Christian. I, she's like, I cannot believe, like, this is amazing. I believe that God puts people in your path for a reason. And I just so appreciate, like, I admire your boldness and your courage that you're living out your faith. And she's just like, I, you know, needed to hear that. And, um, and I just said, what's your name one more time? And she told me her name and, and she's like, do you normally come to the gym at this time? And I was like, no, you know, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm an entrepreneur. So it's, it's when I can. And she's like, me too. And, you know, we kind of connected on that. And I told her where I went to church and all that, but all that to say, you guys, um, the love of God extends to people. So just, it wrecks people's hearts. It cuts like a knife because people are so broken in this world around us. Um, need love so badly. And, um, part of why I love what I get to do is because you know what, there are days when my girls just need love. There are days when my clients are broken and they had their boyfriend break up with them or their mom yelled at them or they're disappointed in themselves because they didn't achieve as high as they expected of themselves. Or they're putting tremendous pressure on themselves. And sometimes my job as a coach is to be able to discern those situations and to mend the gap with the love of God and just you know, teach my girls who they are and to, to point them back to Jesus and who he created them to be. And it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. And I believe that that's why we have such lasting fruit, not to get too spiritual. Um, but there's lasting fruit because the love of God never fails. It never gives up. It never changes. It never moves. It's unconditional. And, um, how many of y'all know listening that we need some unconditional love up in this place, up in this world? Um, because we're living on our division right now and I'm not okay with that. And so even though I'm a business owner and it's a completely, you know, secular business, people don't have to know that I'm a Christian. Um, 
they're going to know the love of God, whether they want to or not, because every soul is yearning for it. Every soul needs it and we don't have enough of it. And so I want to cultivate that. And that's something that my mom and my dad um, have taught me so heavily. Number five, moving on from that is I'm so grateful, so grateful that my parents taught me to dream big. Um, They always said yes to my dreams. They always said yes to my brother's dreams, my sister's dreams. And incredibly, um, they produced three very high achieving, very high achieving children who grew up in an environment where they said yes, even if we didn't have the money, even if we didn't know how it was going to work, even if we knew that there was not a monetarily intelligent, I say in air quotes, um, field to back up the degree that we wanted to pursue, AKA a vocal degree, you know, for me, um, they always said yes, because they saw the gifts and callings on the inside of us, which are irrevocable that God gives us. And, you know, they had that perspective of why in the world would I quench my kids gifts? Um, no, I'm going to trust God that there's going to be a way that we make money doing this. We don't know how. Um, but guess what? I'm going to trust the training that I put in my kids to be go-getters and to learn how to fail and get back up. And, um, I'm so grateful. You know, now I, I would have never had the courage to try Miss Nebraska or never had the courage to, to go to Belmont and move 12 hours away from home. My brother and sister also moved, you know, six and 12 hours away from home. Um, my sister wouldn't be Miss Nebraska today. Wouldn't, you know, be doing what she's doing, living the way that she's living with the confidence and the just tenacity that she lives life, that we all live life. And my parents were an incredible model for that. And um, it had nothing to do with what we had. It had everything to do with the faith that we had and the strength of our family, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So they said yes to our dreams. And for those of you who are parents listening, saying yes to your kids' dreams, no matter how crazy they sound, if you squelch their faith, you're squelching um, so much of their self-worth and their self-belief and their self-image in the process. I don't say that to condemn you in any way, but to encourage you that it doesn't mean that you have to say yes to, um, you're saying yes to building their identity. You're not saying yes to the fact that, yeah, they want to be a firefighter one day and a dancer six months later. That's okay. You're cultivating um, the fact that they have boldness to try, right? And with all the other shared values that you're going to be teaching them, they will figure it out. And it's so much more important to learn how to fall on your face and get back up because of your belief in who you are. If they just have faith in their giftings, you guys, how many times? Go back to um, an episode very early in the podcast when we talked about what you do is not who you are. That's the very definition of this right there. Your identity can't be in what you do because then what happens if you break your ankle? Then all of a sudden you have no identity. Your identity gets swept away in the trash with you know, your Olympic chance or a chance of going to the NBA, right? We don't want that. We want to say yes to the person and the dream attached to that because then when they are built up and who they are, they will find a way to achieve because they won't stop until they do. And my parents have been an incredible voice in helping um, the three of us develop that and cultivate that. Number six, along those lines, my mom and my parents encouraged us so well to use our voice and hear God's voice. So um, using our voice, um, my goodness, it is so incredibly important to learn how to stand up for yourself. Um, My mom was so good about teaching us how to say no, and it is definitely difficult (laughs) to this day because I have so many opportunities right now. that is why in, in tangent to that or in uh, coalition with that, 
we can't just stand up for ourselves without hearing the voice of God because he's the creator. He's the person who made us. He's the person who fashioned you and fashioned your identity. Put those things that you like, put those things that you hate on the inside of you. And so what better person to help cultivate um, which way is a yes and which way should be a no. And that's, it's a really, really beautiful, beautiful process. And so they helped us know our values. They helped us not apologize for those values. They helped us be bold even if we had to take some flack for it, they helped us um, get to know the voice of the father and encouraged us to pray and, and why it was important to get, um, get in the word and see the practical side of that. Not just so that we could quote things and act all religious and, and pious. That's not what it is at all. It's because frick, like we need help in life. You know what I mean? Like, dude, this life is hard and there's going to be stuff that knocks you down. You got to be able to get back up. And so knowing who you are, being able to, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And then hear God's voice for what should be a yes and what should be a no is so incredibly important. And last but not least, I love this one. My, my mom taught me that you might be in the fire, but you're never alone and you're never done. And if it's not good, then God's not finished yet. And, uh, a huge core of this that has gotten me through some of the darkest, hardest, worst times in my life, which have been many, um, has been my family. It's been the most constant thing in the entire world other than my faith. And when the world is shaky, having a foundation of people that you know um, will give you a seat at the table, no matter what, is something that I cannot put into words. And I understand just even thinking of my clientele that not everybody has that. And I, I came to realize that more and more when I moved away from college and I met people who had never had a family dinner where they all sat together at the same time. And that is where my family has come through and been, uh, you know, a family to literally you guys, hundreds of people in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And I really believe that if you're listening today and you're like, well, gosh, that must be nice, but I don't have that. I really believe that um, as you choose to get plugged into the right avenues, whether that's a church, a youth group, you know, a small group, um, networking groups in your community, maybe it's with a professor or, you know, just somebody that you get really close to, a coach that kind of takes you under their wing, um, you know, a husband, a wife that you respect in business, whoever that ends up being, whatever appropriate um, and respectful setting that ends up being. I believe that God has those people for you. I, I think that, again, it stems from our identity and it still stems from our ability to put ourselves out there in appropriate settings and appropriate ways, um, safe ways that might feel a little you know, nerve wracking on the inside, but are definitely safe ways and appropriate ways to go get connected. Um, I believe if God has called you to that city that you are living in, that you believe that you should be in, then there's always a way of escape because that's a, you know, that's scripture. And I, I believe in that. And, um, I've seen that happen so many times where my goodness, you guys, I just could literally do 10 podcasts just on these stories of people who were at their wits end. And, um, somebody in my family, was obedient or met them at the grocery store or met them at, you know, yoga or met them at the gym or whatever. And, um, I can't tell you how many guy friends of mine, first of all, literally are in my life. People that you see on my story and my Instagram every day that I met at the gym, um, five or six years ago when I was Miss Nebraska and, um, have just had the most incredible journey, both ups and downs. Um, but now are just living big lives, incredible lives that are not perfect and, but are full of a support system that they've never had. And it's incredible. Um, just because two people were willing to be vulnerable with one another in a healthy way. Um, and 
you know, I'm just such a mama bear, just like my mom, um, invite people into the flock, invite people into group settings that are full of positive, you know, forward thinking people. And um, that's a value that I'm going to help cultivate the rest of my life because I realize the value of community. And to just kind of pivot this a little bit in closing, that is why you guys, I say this every week, but that is why our inner circle is, inner circle is so important. You might be around the country listening right now, feeling totally alone in your pageant prep, or you might feel like you're fine, but you don't have community who understands you. You don't have a family that supports this journey of yours. You might have a local director that you don't click with or a local director who doesn't do anything or a local director who does too much, but doesn't actually ask you what your values and what you know are and what you want to do with your pageant year. And you might be in your fourth or fifth year going around the mountain again, just afraid to make a change. Maybe you've been burned by a pageant coach. Maybe you've been told too many times exactly what you need to do rather than somebody asking what's in your heart. And um, that's why the inner circle is so beneficial. And I highly encourage every single one of you guys to join. And eventually I'd love to have an inner circle for um, female business owners who want to cultivate personal development skills and mindset training and um, the practical side of what to do and have that mentorship in their life, even beyond pageantry. And I've had a couple of my clients who have graduated um, either by aging out or, you know, have won who have asked me for that and asked if we could still have a mentorship and a partnership there. And I don't say that at all um, as an ego thing, but as a, I created this program because I didn't have it when I was your age. I had an incredible mother who, um, an incredible father who sacrificed everything for my success and I want to pass that on to be the quote unquote mother in your life who can help you save money, save time, find out who you are, um, you know, be a source of covering for you during the, the wind and waves of pageant prep, which is a very real thing. And um, whatever that is, you know, I just, ha I just had the coolest story this past week of somebody even in the farming industry, um, the cattle industry who listens to our podcast and uh, we were at an event of theirs this past weekend. And it's just amazing, you guys. These principles, go share them. Click share with men, women, whoever needs to hear this. These principles are universal. I don't care if you're not a pageant girl. And I know that I'm bold and I know that I uh, speak truth in boldness sometimes. But it's because I care about you. And it's because I realize that, that this is the only voice that some of you guys have in your life. And I want to make sure that we're not just talking about fluffy stuff, but we're actually making a difference. So join the inner circle today. Hop on a strategy call with us, DMS at Powerhouse Pageantry, um, or head to our website. If you want to figure out how to contact us, just go to the contact form and fill out a form. Um, we'd love to connect with you. We'd love to see if you're a good fit for our clientele, um, for the inner circle. We will be onboarding a new set of people very soon um, for one-on-one -on -one coaching starting in the end of October, but the waiting list starts now. And then last but not least, um, we have a challenge, the five day place hire challenge, which is a free challenge. We get five days of free coaching from me. Hello. That never happens ever, ever, ever. So if you want to join that, or you have a friend that, you know, wants to join that, um, again, same thing, just go through our social media channels or sign up on our website. You can do any of that or just get in contact with us. Like I said, Instagram, Facebook, email, website, there's a million ways and therefore there's zero excuses. So join the five day challenge. 
Call us, see if there's a spot for you, if you're the right person for us to join our actual roster of clientele. And it's been such a pleasure sharing this episode with you guys. We'll see you next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.